You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2021 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen. Father in heaven, we are thankful for another beautiful day, another day to serve you and learn more of how to honor you in our health and helping others. And we pray that you will be with us as we are here this morning. Give us clear thinking and words and clear understanding. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Um, the one I'm going to read this morning is um, Not Appreciated As Should Be. It's on the bottom of the left-hand side. But many have never learned by experience the beneficial effects of the proper use of water, and they are afraid of it. And that is so true. Many people, they know about it, but they're afraid of it. And that's why you practice on a well person. Then you know what's happening. And might I add another very valuable learning experience is not only practicing it on a well person, but experiencing it on yourself. You will learn every bit as much by experiencing it. Because you'll say, oh, yeah, you really do get cold when you, uh, you know. Anyway, just if you can have someone practice on you, you will learn every bit as much. So do it on someone and then have one done on you. Water treatments are not appreciated as they should be, and to apply them skillfully requires work that many are unwilling to perform. But none should feel excused for ignorance or indifference on this subject. And you all are here um, because you're not going to be ignorant. Okay? So, <clears throat> and you know, if you have someone sick before you've practiced, go ahead and try and pray. I mean, it's probably not going to be your most perfect treatment, but... Um, not because it's difficult, but you just forget little little things. You know, it's easy to forget. So, um, our first uh, treatment this morning that we're going to do is the hot foot bath. And I'm sure you've probably all done one at some point. But Rich is going to demonstrate that. So you want to come get hooked up? Hot foot bath. Who's done a hot foot bath? Oh yeah, well, a little refresher, and for those who have not, this will be an introduction. So, what is a hot foot bath? Immersion of the feet in hot water, 100 degrees to 104 degrees for 15 to 20 minutes to increase and equalize blood circulation throughout the body. Now, uh, the last little bit throughout the body. So how does that do that? Why does it do that? Why does it equalize blood flow throughout the body? You know there's this balancing mechanism inside the body. And whenever something gets out of balance, the body will automatically try to balance that. So if you put your feet in hot water and your feet begin to heat up, what is the body going to say? I'm too warm or I will be too warm if I don't do something. So how would, what would be the most efficient way for the body to cool the feet down? 
if the feet are have warm of warm blood in them, to send cool blood down would be mo the most efficient way. So that's what it does. It just simply sends what's up here cool down to what is down there hot, and then it sends the hot blood back up. You see what just happened? Actually, you know something. If you're familiar with the uh, car radiator, it's the same basic thing. It's just sending. It's just recirculating. So because of that, you're getting a real good uh, recirculating of your blood flow. And let's continue on here. So when to use? To warm the body up. Have you ever uh, been really chilled? This is a fantastic way to get unchilled because it will warm you up in no time. To enhance other treatments, so you're just, all you're doing is you're just uh, telling, actually kind of forcing the body in a good way to uh, whatever other treatments, like you remember yesterday the fomentation? What was we were doing at the, on the feet? We are doing a hot foot bath actually on the feet and it was enhancing the overall treatment, so that's a good deal. Uh, the uh, assistance in prevention of an illness, so once again, you are in an illness, stepping out on a limb, it's kind of a congested area, uh, and you want to decongest whatever is congested, therefore the hot foot bath will help in that process, thus helping to prevent an illness. And aid in relaxation. Okay, everyone just think for just a minute. No, this isn't guided visualization. <laughs> uh, it kind of is. Your feet are in nice, warm, 104 degree water right now. Very relaxing. So, very, so if you're uptight, uh, just take a few minutes. Uh, oh, help stop nosebleed. So how would it do that? There you go. Thank you very much. Draws blood away. Yes, draws blood away. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Relieve congestion. So, headache, uh, nasal congestion, lungs, so a lung problem, pelvic organs. So, now, the, do you remember uh, the little story that I told the first day? It was about the guy that had sinus headaches all his life. If he didn't do a hot foot bath, but in combination, that would have been a really good combo. If he could have st stood at the sink with his feet in hot water, the same time he was doing the hot and cold on his sinuses, it would have even enhanced things, even though it worked nicely for him, uh, would have even worked uh, better, faster. Okay, and then, uh, I mean, you can't get any more simple than this, as far as a couple of towels and... I don't even know whether you need... Yeah. By the way, you know, it said that it helps the pelvic organs. This is tremendous for menstrual cramps. Extremely effective immediately. And for headaches. And the nice thing is, is sometimes this is something you could do for someone in the hospital. You could do that, uh, just a simple hot foot bath in the hospital. Are you... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you're good. Just don't move. Okay. <laughs> we don't want uh, Vicky to stress in the back there. <laughs> yes, it can help edema some, but remember, edema is a different uh, circulatory system. It's the lymphatic system rather than the blood system. So yes, it could. Uh, there's other things you can do 
for edema. You want to be real careful with edema because it can make more swelling that the body can't handle yes. because of the lymph system. Yeah, that's right. You don't want to increase. A hot foot bath, you could re repeat um, three times a day, something like that. Maybe even more, actually. The main thing is, is that when we're going to we go through, there's a timing, of course. You, do, you finish your timing, and then your uh, body needs to, your feet need to kind of recover, your whole body actually needs to kind of calm down and, and uh, cool down because you're getting heated at, during the time that you're doing the treatment. And uh, so you wait for maybe a couple of hours if you're going to do it multiple times a day. So you do it, your timing, your body uh, goes back to normal, and then you can do it again maybe in a, two or three hours later. So just keep doing it, yeah. Okay, I think that I can go ahead and get started. Yeah. All right, so um, a couple of things that you might want to consider, and this has been mentioned before, but uh, probably all of you have one of these at home. It's a, a digital, digital uh, thermometer. And also it, it's will go down to like 32 degrees and it will go up to 100 and whatever degrees. There's some thermometers that will start at 120 and go on up. You don't want that one. So digital one, it's very accurate, very fast. It will tell you very rapidly. And so that's good. And why would you want something like this? Right. You don't want to hurt somebody. So as you get a little bit more experience, you can put your fingers in and kind of, oh, you know, that's approximately this to this. But in the meantime, I, my fingers have been in a lot of water, but I like to rely on a thermometer to this day. So that's good. Oh, about eight bucks. Not bad, huh? Uh, you can get it in the kitchen section of your favorite store. Uh, whatever. Yeah, there, you know how they have a whole bunch of kitchen utensils and stuff like that. Yeah, and the same thing with this, by the way, a timer. And uh, this, the, the timer is good. Sorry that I'm echoing. The timer is good because uh, you can just forget about the time. It just let the timer, and then you can, you want to listen or chat or whatever. Um, this is a treatment that you actually, you can chit-chat. Uh, it's not like the, remember yesterday, Rhonda said, just be quiet during this treatment. Uh, this is not one of those. You can, but don't do all the talking, okay? I know some of you, not to point fingers or anything, but okay, very good. So what we want to do is we want to go ahead and uh, fill our bucket up with water, and we'll check our temperature, and that is about... 107 degrees. Is that good? Okay, let's take a little. Uh, too hot or too, too hot? Too cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit too hot. So what you want to do is 100, and the magic number, I have no idea. But the magic number is 104. So at 104, even if they have really bad uh, circulatory problems, you can't hurt them. So 104, that's it's very good to have that. So we're going to go over to our sink, cold water, and I'm going to go ahead and put it in. I'm going to check my temperature again, 
And by the way, on these particular ones, you don't even have to take it out of the sheath. It has little holes there. So, okay, check it. Oh, 104, just perfect. Okay. What are you laughing about? <laughs> you know, if they're not diabetic, you can have a warmer, but yeah. um, it's a good idea to start there. Yeah, 104 or 105 is actually a good temperature to start, whether or not, no matter what. So, okay, for non-diabetic, yeah. Okay, then we want to uh, put their feet in. Uh, there won't be socks on, by the way. The pant legs will be rolled up. So in, and you may remember, your hand is underneath their heel so that it goes in first, so that if there's been some crazy reason that it was too hot, then your hand would hit the water first. And in you go, and in you go. How does that feel? Perfect. Good, 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 good. Okay, and then I go ahead and I start my time. I'm going to do it for 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And I can forget about the time now. I absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Do your little prayer. You make sure you ask them, though. Uh, always ask. Of course, if you've already established that, uh, then you don't have to. We'll just you just say, "Can I have a prayer?" Okay. So I go ahead and check my temperature. Oh, it's one o one. So I have, by the way, the amount of water that I have poured into this is that I'm about this far above the ankles. Not at the ankles, never at the ankles, unless you, you can't find a container that just won't accommodate that, always above the ankles. So, uh, like if you were in a five-gallon bucket, bring it up. It's just that much more skin surface that's getting that reaction, okay? So what I want to do is I filled this up as far as I could fill it, and I really can't put any more in. So I'm just going to take this, I'm going to get, and I'm going to get my hot water. I'm going to get pretty hot water. It isn't going to be warm because I want to uh, warm this whole tub up. So what I'm going to do is, when I pour it in, I'm going to pour, and I'm going to just make sure that I, yeah, I'm going to swish. And uh, so she can either put her feet off to the side or actually bring her legs up. And keep swishing, swishing, swishing. And that's good, and that should bring it up. Okay. 20 minutes is up. And you want to go ahead and uh, go ahead and just take these out. There we go. Good. And because I have put a towel down on the floor, um, and it's just like yesterday, just go ahead. Dry really thoroughly in between the toes and here. Dry thoroughly. This is just like, does this remind you of anything? Communion. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, when you're done, uh, they want to immediately put at least socks on so that um, they, their feet doesn't, don't get cooled. Or chilled. Okay? Yes. Yes, you can app. I think most of the time that I've done this treatment, I have not done that. But if you're going to, if it's like a cooler room or you want them to keep them really nice and toasty, uh, then you absolutely will put like a sheet around them 
a blanket around them, and um, a little something around their their neck. So yeah. So yes, good good question. Yes. Do you do the hot and cold The next treatment that I'm going to bring up on is going to be the contrast treatment, and it, it's almost the same, only a little bit different. It'll only take a few minutes, but yes, uh, just a minute. We're going to talk about that. Okay, real quickly, we're just going to go over the uh, cautions and considerations. So, patient may be sitting or lying. We'll just go through these quickly. Uh, use extreme caution when treating impaired circulation or nerve sensation, 104 or 40 degrees Celsius. Uh, water temperature should not exceed 110. By the way, if you were to put somebody's feet in hot water, any body part, in 110, right at the very beginning, uh, it's going to be too hot. But the body has a really, really efficient method of adapting, and so you can start cooler, and it's amazing what you can, what the body will put up with. And but 110 is the max, no matter what, no matter what they say. Oh, I can take more. Just know your threshold, your comfort level is for them is 110, no more. Okay, and that's kind of a that's kind of the red line. Uh, be careful when adding hot water not to burn the feet. Keep patient warm upon completion. So little socks, uh, slippers, whatever. And that is that. Okay, any other questions before we go on to the little... Contrast treatment, this is just kind of a rehash. So immersion of any body part in alternating hot and cold water to dilate and constrict blood vessels. And we've already talked about this right here, when to use, impaired circulation, arthritis. Uh, what's one of the problems with arthritis? Inflammation, yeah. So it helps decrease inflammation. Uh, edema, oh, edema, there it is. Once again, inflammation, uh, congestion, uh, headache, congestion, or stress. Uh, you know, uh, most, well, most headaches are congestion or stress. So too much blood or not enough blood in the head area. So you, when you equalize things, what are you doing? If it's congestion, you're drawing it away. If it's stress, you're put, taking blood up too. So it works out real good and very relaxing. That's right. Infections, uh, naturally, you're going to bring white cells to areas of uh, the problem. Sprains and strains. And... Uh, it says after 24 hours after the injury, why would it be, why wouldn't you want to do it within 24 hours? Yes, that's right, because it could be bleeding. The area is still trying to recover and build some clotting mechanism, and you don't want to force it to bleed, bleed again. So 24 hours um, is the rule of thumb. I can. You're welcome. So, yes. Um, yeah, all, th all arthritis. No, it's a good general thing, but... Have you heard of a paraffin bath? Yeah. And sometimes you can go down to the store and buy them. They're not cheap, but um, they, like a hand paraffin bath, you can just put your hand in and you literally cake your limb in paraffin. And what is... Yes, yeah, a number of times, three to five, whatever... And um, 
So what, why would that work? Yes, it's actually heating that area up, just like water is, but it's really it's kind of trapping uh, the heat in that area. So uh, that's why it works, is bringing cool blood in, and it's kind of, yes. Yes. Um, actually, some people put a little bit of essential oil in, and that helps to be able to take the wax off. It makes it a little bit easier. It slides off a little bit easier. Or mineral oil, I think. Mineral oil, yes. Now, one of the reasons that you can get burnt is, let's say this was the, this was the, little container with the paraffin in. So I'm going to put my hand in. When I put my hand in, I'm going to bring the, the wax up above my wrist. When And I am not going to move my hand. It's just like it's frozen in time. Because if I move my hand, it's going to break that little barrier right around my, my wrist. And if I'm, if, I'm un, if I'm not careful, when I put my hand back in, and I put my hand down a little bit too far, the paraffin is going to go over the top of that little broken area on my wrist. And how would you like a hot paraffin going down into an area where heat is already trapped? It is just like fire. It's just like fire. So you want to make sure that if you're, the first dip is going to be a little bit more deeper, and then the next one, the next two or three or four, are going to be less. So you don't... Yeah, uh, though I think I'd stick with the 104, rather than going any higher than that. So maybe between 100 and 104 degrees, they should do just fine. No. Or 40 degrees Celsius. For the paraffin? But the paraffin is definitely liquid. I've never seen a glove, uh, uh, afterwards to keep the heat in. Yes, very good, excellent. Yeah, good. So did they use like surgical gloves or just the, like a kitchen glove? Migraines are a whole different, they, they can be helpful, but as far as if you're in a full-blown migraine, uh, do you want to maybe mention about the migraine treatment? Well, it depends on what's causing the migraine. There's lots of different causes for migraines, and you need to find out what the cause is for the migraine, um, if possible, and what works for you. But a treatment that um, we have used and has been very helpful to people is um, sit in a hot bathtub of, of real warm water, and then um, after you're nice and warm, take... Um, ice water with the ice in it and pour it over the back of your neck and down over your head like this and then um, you know you, you catch it you catch it and you can so you can reuse it on your head and every five minutes you you do that and for migraine sufferers they must really be effective because I've seen them religiously go through it. I had one lady that did it every day and when we first started doing them on a person, a new person that we were starting treatment on, who had them really bad for a long period of time, we did them every few hours around the clock. And then we lengthened the time in between every six hours and every, you know, um, but it's very aggressive and uh, it's, 
pretty effective. Yeah, so many times the contrast, um, but whatever you can do, the one that's sitting in the hot bath with the ice pour is a more aggressive form of that. Yes, uh, so another thing is, in regards to migraines that seem to have validity, is that uh, just like any illness, I guess I'd call it an illness, is that you probably have little uh, um, clues that it's coming on. And so people who uh, pay attention to those clues, then they do their little treatment, like the hot and the cold, hot foot bath, whatever, and it seems to decrease, or sometimes it'll stop it. Uh, so that's one thing. And the other is really look at your diet to see what foods are trigger foods for migraines typically. So that's two things. Yes? That's a very good point. Yes, as a matter of fact, um, you can do that. Um, I, I probably wouldn't do it within the first maybe 12 hours or something um, because you are, you're still bringing blood to that area. So you got to be real cautious. Um, but yeah, they found that uh, doing whenever you can't do it on the limb of injury, that it will help that limb if you do the other limb. So yes, just be careful. Uh, you still have to allow the clotting mechanism to, to get well established. Yes. Then you would be using your fomentation pads and or a towel. You could even get a good thick uh, terry cloth cat towel and uh, you can do the microwave. Remember yesterday the microwave method? and uh, soak it, wring it out, not dripping. And uh, if it's not, then you'll, you know, if you put another hand towel, dry hand towel on, and then put it on the area, then you'll have your ice um, little container with uh, like a washcloth. And you could probably do like a cold mitten friction on it, or just lay the uh, cloth on there, or get um, an ice pack out of the freezer. And put it in a pillowcase, and then put that on there and just do your, uh, your hot and cold. You can do this to any body part. If you can't get the body part in a tub or something, you know, you can just use fomentations of any kind, whether it's the back, the foot, the hand, but the hands and feet are, the, are actual ones you want to put in hot and cold water. I mean, it's most convenient. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now, to, to wrap this up, because we've said it over and over and over, but just to, in regards to the contrast, hot, cold, hot, cold, how many times uh, do we want to do the contrast between the hot and the cold? Three times, a maximum of five times. And how long is the hot uh, for the contrast treatment? There you go. Three minutes. And then what about the cold? 30 seconds to, yeah, that's it. You passed. Okay, one other thing about a hot foot bath or contrast treatment. If you know that there's a tumor, you don't want to do it right over a tumor. Why would that be? It will bring more nutrition to that area and feed the tumor. So when you are treating a cancer or a tumor of some kind, you do a general body treatment because then it will deal with the whole body. It won't focus in on that. Like for cancer, uh, doing uh, fever treatments, but it increases the whole body temperature. And um, so that's, that's a difference. So with, you don't want to do over a malignancy of any kind or tumor or whatever, just hot or hot and cold. Okay, this is going to be a little tricky. 
what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to assume because we're short on time, we want to. Um, you've already you already know about a hot foot bath, so we're going to not go through all the things about a hot foot bath. We're going to do the Russian steam bath now. So we're going to put his feet in, okay? And we're going to assume the water's all right. You just went through hot foot bath, so this is kind of building on that, okay? So what a Russian steam bath is, basically it's just a full-body steam bath that raises the temperature by having them sit in a non-metal chair, which we do not have. Why would you not want them in a metal chair? It's hot, it could burn them very easily, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, to produce sweating, why would you want to produce sweating? Get toxins out. Um, to fight off illness, this stimulates the immune system. Anything that increases our circulation is going to increase the immune system by bringing white cells in and taking the, the waste products out. To increase metabolism, to increase body temperature, which stimulates the immune system and to increase low blood pressure. So before this, I always liked, because this can be a fairly intense treatment, I always take the blood pressure beforehand. Um, overall, this is good for the blood pressure, and it, it brings it down because it dilates all the blood vessels, but initially it can take it up. So if, it's, if, it's, if they already have real high blood pressure, um, you know, I may want to choose another treatment and not use one that's going to take the blood pressure up. Um, in preparation for a cold, this is kind of an overkill just to prepare for a cold treatment, but <laughs> I guess you could do it for that. Okay, so I don't know how we're going to do this up on the table, but I'm going to just tell you some things first. Whatever, whatever chair you use, one of the most important things is draping it with towels because you're going to have, you're going to put heat underneath the seat and you don't want it going directly to the back of the legs or anything like that. So you're going to drape the, the, the chair to keep from, you know, so that it's, it's, they don't sweat, because you really sweat with this treatment. Yeah, and then have your towel down, down to, um, so that it's not going to come onto the legs. Now, sometimes you have to use three or four towels, depending on yeah. how you're doing These this. These are big, big towels, so you can get away with this. But you probably will have to use two towels. Yeah. One in the back and one down. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead and jump in. <laughs> so we're basically going to uh, make a tent around him and keep the steam in. And for back here, you put the... Um, you can use either an electric fry pan and just put some water in it, and you don't have to have a lot of steam because we're collecting it all inside this tent. You can use a hot plate with a kettle on it. Um, you could use a, a pressure cooker, I guess, if, it, if it's long as it's producing some steam. Okay. And the neat thing is, is nowadays what? With the lid off, of course, <laughs> of the pressure cooker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can see why I didn't use pressure cookers, although I have learned how recently. Um, so you have some sort of heating the water for the steam in the back here, and you just want to protect them from direct steam. Now you can buy commercial cabinets that do this, and that's really nice and convenient. 
but um, they're very expensive, especially nowadays. Very expensive, and so unless you're really doing a lot of them, it's probably not something you're going to get. But the neat thing is, is you can get them online that are, they are not, they're a cabinet, but it's, it's a cloth type fabric, and they have the steamer there too. You put water in. I've heard it doesn't last a whole long time, like fits, but, um, so you can buy those for $100 to $125, something like, depending on what you get. But, uh, those are very nice. A lot of people, appreciate those. So, um, but if you don't have that, you have a plastic chair or a wooden chair, but you don't want to wreck the wooden. Okay, so then we are just going to, I'm going to put this towel around his shoulders. You don't always have to do this, but it does kind of keep it. And then you want a sheet that is big enough. Most of the time this would need to be a queen sheet unless it's a very Thin person because you're going to be wrapping not only the person but the heat source and the hot foot bath because the hot foot bath is going to help heat too. That's, um, I mean, I suppose if you didn't have the hot foot bath, it wouldn't be the end of the world if you can heat them all from the back, but it's nice. Their feet are nice and warm then. So, and another trick you want to do is not get the water in the bathtub, in the foot bath. Sheet, what did I say? The water. <laughs> you don't want to get the the but that's a common that's a common issue. How come I went off? Okay. It's better not to put the shower curtain on the person, but to put something over the top first and then the shower curtain. Yes. Right. And then if you have like a blanket, wool or otherwise, you can do that. So you really you can you can make it like a furnace. Where's our where's our sheet? Our plastic sheet. Oh, right here. Yeah, a, a shower curtain is good for this, but you want a new one that you haven't used, or like a shower liner, something like that. Their garbage bag isn't going to be big enough for this. And see, I have used just the sheet, and it can be. This is a little thin sheet, but a sheet can be very effective if you don't have a shower curtain. Do it anyway because it you can do it without the shower curtain. This just is more effective. Now that's gonna to me whenever she wants to start talking to me serious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now um, oh another thing you really should check the pulse on this one. You should check the pulse before you start so you know what it is. And I didn't do that. But but once they're, once they're in there, check their pulse up here at their neck. Okay, do you all know how to check a pulse? That's something very good to learn if you don't know how to do it, is to check a pulse. Either at the wrist or, but when they're in there, you have to do it at the neck. Okay? Yes, and you can really heat up and sweat runs down your back. <laughs> when you're in a cabinet, now this one, he wouldn't feel it because it was um, he has something against his back. But you really do really heat up in this. So um, you want to take their pulse. And if their pulse gets up over 100, because it will increase with this one. You're increasing the temperature. All the blood vessels are dilated. It's really pumping through. And so you check the pulse, you know, every few minutes. And um, you don't want it to go over 100. And if it does go over 100... 
um, you get a ice bag, which I'm not sure where ours went in all the... Yeah, okay, so we'll say this is our, our ice bag and fill it with ice and put it in a pillowcase and then you can just hang it over the shoulder and it just stays right there, over the heart. You want it on the heart, okay? Yeah, you just take it down from the neck and he can just drape it over his shoulder and it'll hang right there. Yes. Uh, either nothing or just underpants. Yeah. Well, no, if you could do it with a swimming suit on, you know, something you're just going to take off and, and, uh, cause it'll be sweaty. So, um, so anyway, check the pulse. If it goes over 100, put the ice bag on the heart. If they get lightheaded or, um, or if it, if the ice, if it goes up above and you can't keep it down with the ice bag, go ahead and quit the treatment. Okay. It is a very vigorous treatment. You can actually take the temperature up some with this. Um, it's not actually a fever treatment. It's being all in water is more how they do that. It's much more effective at raising the temperature. But you can raise it with this so it would stimulate the immune system. So if they have a fever, a high fever, you wouldn't want to give this. Yes, would you like some water? <laughs> And remember, it is good. It is good to make sure they're well hydrated before and after, if not during. But remember, if you do give them water during, what are you going to have to do? <laughs> you're going to have to have a straw, and you're going to have to hold it for them and put the straw in their mouth because <laughs> they can't do it. Now, you don't want to have them drink too far ahead of time because you know what will happen. <laughs> So They'll have to go to the bathroom a little closer. if you do it too far ahead. Okay, um, question? Well, there are several differences. A sauna is dry heat usually, and also you take the whole head in. And this, get to yet, but when they start getting warm, you don't do this usually until they start, you start seeing them sweat. Um, oh, thanks. When they start sweating, then you take a, you can put a, a, something on their forehead, but it's kind of hard when they're sitting up to keep it on the forehead and you don't want to have to go like this. So you get a hand towel and get it wet in ice water and you wrap it around their neck. <laughs> anyway, you would usually do it so that it's open in the back, but you just wrap it around their neck and that really helps them uh, tolerate the heat. Remember, the head doesn't like to be cold, I mean hot. It doesn't like to be hot. So keep that head cool. That will help them tolerate it much better. Now, that would be more like a hot tub bath. Um, but yeah, you could do that. It would raise the body temperature, keep the head cool. You could. That would be a very good treatment. Yeah, it would be good. It's just a little different treatment, yeah. And by the way, the sauna, if it is uh, a wet uh, sauna, uh, it would be very similar. Yeah. The only thing would be that you're breathing the steam, whereas you're not breathing steam here, so uh, you're not getting the oxygen exchange that you would get in this environment here versus being in a wet sauna. And you're breathing. Yeah, and some people really struggle with breathing hot air, hot steam, especially continuously with no relief. So this would be much easier for that. It's much easier for me to have my head out and cool. 
So that's, that's a difference. Okay, so, yeah, I was just going to get to that. So um, I think it's in your handout. Let's just go there. Um, not recommended for impaired circulation or nerve sensation. Um, at least do a very mild treatment if you do that. But just be very careful with neuropathy or um, circulation problems. Not recommended for heart patients. Um, if they have, you know, especially arrhythmias at the time or something like that. Um, increases the heart rate. Protect the back and legs. We talked about that. Drink water, cool, not cold. Place the bag over the heart for pulse over 100. Stop if the patient becomes dizzy or pulse goes above 120. Um, but I guess I didn't say how long. Yeah, steps to follow. Okay. So usually you go by what the person wants. But usually... Um, I don't, I don't let them, especially initially, go over like 15 minutes. Um, of course you, yeah, right, okay. Um, well, I guess, anyway, I don't need to find it. But you go by the person, if they get lightheaded at five minutes, okay, it's over. But sometimes if they're lightheaded, sometimes it's because they're dehydrated. I've had that happen. And and you want to make sure that they're well hydrated beforehand because, um, yeah, they can get lightheaded or whatever. And sometimes having it soon after eating can make it not as easy to tolerate. Um, so if you want, if you, once they've done it and you know how they tolerate it, you can go a little bit longer and, but, you know, keep track of them closely and keep track of their pulse and that kind of thing. This is a vigorous treatment. You know, you could do it twice a day or so, but, um, you know, it's a pretty vigorous treatment, and then they're going to need to to cool them down. We didn't talk about that. Cooling them down, you can usually just have them get in the shower, take their things off, and have them step right in the shower, because they're going to be really cold when you take all that stuff off. So you don't want them to get chilled. Step into a nice warm shower and cool it down, okay? You could do, if you didn't have that, you could do the full body mitten friction like we did yesterday with the, the fomentations. You could cool them off that way, but you do want to cool them down. And then rest, okay? Yes. Yes, uh-huh. The cabinets are. Okay. Well, keep in mind, too, it takes a little time for the steam to get going. Right. You start timing from when they're, the steam, they're nice and warm. Yeah. And then another thing, when they start sweating, you have to wipe their sweat off. And it's really miserable to have it running down and they can't do anything about it. So take the cloth and cool them off that way as well. Okay, let's close with a word of prayer. And if you have any other questions, you can come up and talk to us or ask us. Father in heaven, thank you for these simple ways. And we thank you for your goodness and faithfulness to us in every condition of life. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org slash audio2021 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcast.